Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So, you know I'm pretty good at celebrating major holidays. Like, <laughs> I always take off for Christmas. I participate in Labor Day. I, uh, I'll i go look for a flag on Flag Day. Oh, you love doing that. All the things. But this year, for some reason, we totally forgot about National Cat Herders Day on December 15th. Oh, no, you're kidding. Actually, we've been talking about this for months. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, hurting cats is a bit of a joke, right? And you can't actually hurt cats. So the holiday is this sympathetic day set up for anyone who has sort of an impossible task ahead of them. But I was starting to look into the idea of actually hurting cats. <laughs> and what did you find in your research? Just that they have no interest in it. So, <laughs> cats obviously never lived in packs, so hurting doesn't come naturally to them. And also, there was this Japanese study that found that cats are very good at recognizing their owner's voice. Like, they play it for them and they actually recognize it, but if you're calling them, they just don't care. Like, <laughs> the study actually said that. So they rarely move when they're called. <laughs> That's pretty great. Because National Cat Herders Day was this week, we thought we couldn't let it pass without at least sharing a bunch of facts about cats. So why don't we dive in? Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting behind that soundproof glass, wearing a rum-tum-tugger shirt. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> From the musical Cats, of course. That's our pal and producer, Tristan McNeil. Also on the line, we've got our friend, Gabe Luzier. Gabe, how are you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah of well, course. So Mango and I are at a bit of a disadvantage here because we're both dog people. So I'm curious, are you a cat person? I am. Yeah, I am a, a card-carrying cat person. <laughs> I, uh, 
I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate when I look at an animal, I like, uh, I like that feeling of having something looking back at me, you know, I like that, <laughs> that spark, spark of intelligence there that you sometimes don't get with a dog. I, I don't want you to read too much into it, but I totally knew Gabe would be a cat person, didn't Did you? you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally knew Gabe would be a cat person. I knew person. he likes jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Gabe, because of that, I think we're going to let you go first with your, your first fact about cats. What you got? Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah, this goes right in line with the whole intelligent cat thing. So, uh, unlike dogs, which are believed to have been domesticated by kind of nomadic hunters during the ice age, um, they fed them scraps of woolly mammoth to kind of keep them around and get them to follow them on their hunting parties. So unlike dogs, though, cats domesticated themselves and all domesticated cats descend from this, uh, these Middle Eastern wild cats. Um, which in Latin are called the Felice Silvestris, or the cat of the woods. And the cats weren't coaxed out of the woods by, you know, humans who wanted companionship or anything like that. They actually invited themselves into our grain storehouses. And that was because of all the abundance of mice in there. And uh, the relationship with humans just kind of grew out of that. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I didn't realize they let themselves into our house. That's almost more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It's <laughs> not making me less scared of cats. Well, another fact that will uh, not make me any less scared of cats is that studies have actually shown that cats do, in fact, prefer women. You know, you see in pop culture and other places these cat ladies, and I guess there is a reason for that. So in one study, cats with female owners initiated more interactions than cats with male owners, including approaching them more and jumping on their laps. So it is true. I'm, I'm still scared of cats. <laughs> All right, Mango, what's your fact? So I, I think one president who would have disagreed with your fact that cats prefer women is old Silent Cal Coolidge. All right. Yeah, so he had a number of White House cats, including Timmy, Blackie, Smokey, and Tiger, a.k.a. Tiggy, who was also <laughs> his favorite. And he'd often just parade around the White House with Tiggy draped around his neck. But the craziest part is what chaos it caused when Tiggy was missing in 1924. So Coolidge first sent out his staff to look. And then he sent the D.C. police, and then he sent the Secret Service. No way. <laughs> yeah, he basically treated it like a crisis. And when they eventually found him, Tiger was uh, equipped with this new collar that said, My name is Tiger. I live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had put that on it? No, that's what uh, that's what Coolidge insisted oh, get okay. tagged. <laughs> wow, that's pretty great. All right, well, there was actually a pretty great quote about cats from Tesla. So it turns out that Tesla was inspired to research electricity after his cat shocked him. <laughs> so he had a cat named Macaque. And there's a great letter that he wrote in 1939. It was a letter to a 12-year-old. And the letter says this. In the dusk of the evening, as I stroked Macaque's back, I saw a miracle <laughs> that made me speechless with amazement. Macaque's back was a sheet of light, and my hand produced a shower of sparks loud enough to be heard all over the house. My mother seemed charmed. Stop playing with this cat, she said. He might start a fire. But I was thinking abstractly, is nature a gigantic cat? If so, who strokes its back? I cannot exaggerate the effect of this marvelous night of my childish imagination. Day after day, I have asked myself, what is electricity? How crazy is that? That's so nice. I can't get enough of that. I love Tesla quotes. I, I also just want a shirt that says, Macaque's back. <laughs> <laughs> that may be for Tristan next time we do one on 
on cats. All right, Mango, you got another one? So perhaps as important as Tesla's uh, interaction with cats is a new Icelandic reality show called Keeping Up with the Kartashians. Oh, gosh. Or Katarshians, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The show is in partnership with the Icelandic Cat Protection Society, and basically it's just a bunch of fuzzballs roaming around the Meow Manor and uh, sitting in their bunk beds and eating snacks in their kitchen. And it's a live feed, but it's actually raised the profile of sheltered cats in Iceland. And it's up the number of adoptions by making celebrities of the show's stars. Wow. That seems actually that seems like a pretty positive thing. Mm -hmm. I I like that spoof. Okay, Gabe, what's your next one? All right. So I want to tell you about a particularly heroic cat. And it's it's actually the only cat that's ever won the Dickin Medal. And the Dickin Medal is an award. It's a British award that was started to honor, you know, animal contributions to the military. So it's this bronze medallion with an inscription that says, for gallantry, we also serve. And (laughs) the medal was it's been awarded more than 50 times for military service between 1943 and 1949. And the biggest recipient was actually pigeons. They've gotten it uh, 32 times. And yeah, dogs got it 18 times. And actually, there were three horses that have received it, but (laughs) just one single cat. And uh, his name was Simon. And he served aboard the Royal Navy's HMS Amethyst in 1949. Uh, and that was a time when it came under a heavy fire in a 101-day siege known as the Yangtze Incident. And uh, during this skirmish, Simon contributed by protecting the food stores from rat infestation. And although he was injured during the fighting, Simon continued to fight and kill the rats. And <laughs> after besting a particularly bold and vicious rat, Simon was promoted. Uh, he received the rank of able sea cat, which is the feline equivalent of able seaman. And sadly, Simon did die three weeks after the ship returned to dock, but he was buried with full military honors, and he received hundreds of pieces of posthumous fan mail. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty great story. All right, well, speaking of cats with official titles, did you know that Downing Street actually has an official chief mouser to the cabinet office? No. So the British employ a cat to keep 10 Downing Street free of mice. And actually, the position outlasts the actual prime minister's position. So when David Cameron left office and Theresa May came in, she kept the services of Larry, the brown and white tabby cat that served as Cameron's chief mouser. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. All right, Gabe, what's your last fact of the day? All right. So I have to tell you about some male cats. And I don't know how we missed this on the uh, the Postal Service episode, but uh, there was actually a time where they tried to get cats to deliver mail in Belgium. Uh, this was in the 1870s. A city in Belgium hired 37 cats to deliver the mail. And uh, messages were actually fastened around their necks in these like waterproof bags. So, you know, citizens could communicate with each other across the city. And the world eagerly watched the experiment with the New York Times reporting, quote, unless the criminal class of dogs undertakes to waylay and rob the male cats, the messages will be delivered with rapidity and safety. So (laughs) and uh, I don't know about that, actually, because uh, one cat did make it from his home in less than five hours. But other (laughs) took up to a day to make it back to their own houses. So. Yeah, the experiment was uh, short-lived. Oh, that's great. I don't know how we missed that one for that episode. (laughs) But thanks for bringing that one to our attention. All right, Mango, you get the last fact of the day. 
Yeah, it feels like we're on a bit of uh, a government trend with like Belgium and Dowling Street. So I, I'm actually going to do one on uh, Abe Lincoln. And this is a rumor I'd heard a while back that he was a huge cat lover. There's this famous account of Mary Todd Lincoln getting asked if her husband had any hobbies. And her only answer was one word, cats. <laughs> but it turns out there are actually other accounts of him liking cats as well. And there's a treasury official from the time, this guy, Menzel B. Field. And he wrote in his memoirs, President Lincoln, quote, possessed extraordinary kindness of heart when his feelings could be reached, which sounds like a little bit of shade there. But he also wrote, he was fond of dumb animals, especially cats. I've seen him fondle one for an hour. I mean, of course, this was a time before iPads and iPhones, so maybe people had more time for their cats then. But uh, but Lincoln was a cat lover. Wow. Did not know that. <laughs> Is that are you wearing a cat shirt? Is that a yeah, cat on yeah. your shirt? I just noticed that under your jacket. That's impressive. I figured Tristan couldn't be the only one. Yeah. Well, Gabe, I know you had some good facts, but I'm so thrown by this, knowing that Mango and I are both dog lovers, and he's got a cat on his shirt. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to have to give him the crown for this one. Is that okay by you? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great catching up with you, Gabe, and thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.